right. Um, um, someone should. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I have my recorder on. I'm just. Uh, the battery looks a little low, so I just yeah. want to be sure. So, um, as you all know, one of the highlights we've been waiting for the entire summer is uh, Rav Sachs Shlita's visit to uh, to camp to uh, to share Torah with us, and uh, we just got a little bit of a taste, Baruch Hashem, together with uh, with with some of the teens. Rav Rasmus just mentioned to me that saying Shir is so much easier when it's a Masechta that he's heard Shir from Rav Sachs, whether Rav Sachs has Shirim online that he's able to. Uh, that he's able to piggyback those shiurim. I've, I've been told by someone who once got a ride with Rabbi Rosner somewhere that Rosax is playing the whole time in the car and he makes the passenger take notes. He says, oh, get, get that marm up and down. Get it's not a free ride. You, gotta, uh, you, have, to, you, have, to, you have to earn it. Um, and uh, one of the things that, that is often the response of the Talmudim after Rosax says a shir is that uh, it is both depressing and inspiring. That it's depressing because we feel like when can we ever even approach anything uh, close to that level of uh, expertise in anything, let alone uh, the vastness of uh, of Torah Hashem, but but also inspiring that uh, that we're able to connect with somebody who has that clarity and that uh, that incredible relationship to Torah Hashem. It's very difficult to introduce one's own Rebbe. So instead of an introduction of the Rebbe, just to make that as a charge to the Talmudim, myself included, that uh, we should maybe try to find some, some section of Torah Hashem, some area of Torah Hashem, where we could have that fluency, that same ability to just uh, immediately uh, be able to, with, with great clarity and organization and uh, depth and, and, and absolute mastery, to be able to, uh, to express and share some of uh, some section of Torah Hashem, and then hopefully over time we'll find if we gain mastery in a small section, it will then expand to a larger section of Torah Hashem. We'll never reach the uh, the, the point where the Rashiva is. We'll never reach his ankles, but we can use this kind of, uh, of of Torah and this kind of mastery of Torah as an inspiration for our own for our own Hatzlacha. So the Kavod Gadol of Thank you very much, I believe. It's, it's always it's always a pleasure. You know, during the summer when you come and uh, you spend time with Tamidim who really are, are using their time of Amelus, really chazering what they're learning, and learning new sugyas is something that uh, I always walk away very, very inspired. And you have a gift. Rabbi Witz is here. Take advantage of every every opportunity, every opportunity to be able to learn from him, his example, the Torah that definitely that uh, is something which is uh, presented so magnificently. That realize how fortunate, how fortunate you are, and take advantage of that precious, that precious gift. I was told that you've been doing sugyas of Birchas uh, Kohanim. Uh, for those of you who are just here the past uh, half hour, I spoke about various aspects, various aspects of tefillah. There is machlokis, uh, the Rambam and the Ramban, to what extent tefillah is a mitzvah and safer mitzvahs. The Rambam writes that that certainly is true, the Rambam in mitzvah. Hey. The Rambam begins, Paragalaf of Elchus Tefillah, Mitzvah Sasei, a person is obligated to dive in each and every day. Kiddush number one of the Rambam is that tefillah is a mitzvah in HaTorah. Kiddush number two is the frequency, the frequency of the mitzvah. After all, even if you assume that it's a mitzvah in HaTorah, but I'll ask you the following question. Not only relevant to tefillah, even relevant to the Siyas Kapayim, for Birchas Kohanim. What do you do when the Torah tells you there's a mitzvah, 
and it doesn't really indicate how often is this mitzvah to be performed. It doesn't tell us whether it means daily or weekly or monthly or, or yearly, how often indeed is it done. But that's what the Rambam writes, a mitzvah daraisa tefillah, mitzvah zaseli yisfala b'chayom, and it means it's a daily, it's a daily mitzvah. The Ramban, no doubt, is something astounding, that the Ramban writes that's not true, that you don't find a separate mitzvah of tefillah. Imagine, taryag mitzvahs without, without the mitzvah of tefillah. You know, it doesn't diminish the importance of tefillah. It just tells you something about taryag mitzvahs. The Ramban already writes this when it comes to the very first mitzvah. The very first mitzvah the Rambam writes is the mitzvah emuna. And imagine, it's the machlokis. The Rambam writes there's a mitzvah emuna and the Bahag disagrees. The Bahag there's no mitzvah of Amuna. Amuna is tangential. Amuna is optional. The Ramban there already writes that obviously not. That no, that Amuna everybody agrees is essential, absolutely essential. The question is, is it considered to be a mitzvah among mitzvahs, or, or maybe as the Ramban writes, it's a foundation, a foundation of, and, and therefore maybe Amuna informs every one of the mitzvahs, not just simply as a mitzvah among mitzvahs. That's already what the Ramban writes to explain the view of the halachas gadolos. I will tell you, I think that's true to an extent when it comes to tefillah, according to the Ramban Shita. It's not that davening is value neutral. It's not just simply that, you know what, that it's an opportunity, but much, much more than that. What is Hashem is what we're all about. And therefore, it's the basis of each and every one of the mitzvahs that we perform. And no doubt that Perhaps the Ramban is telling us exactly this Kiddush. You don't daven simply because you must, because you're obligated to daven. You, you daven because you understand what tefillah is, the privilege, the opportunity of davening. And therefore, bedavka not considered to be a mitzvah in many mitzvahs. The Ramban does right. Maybe there could be a mitzvah, based in Parshas Paloscha, that there is a mitzvah of tefillah, al-Hatsar, Hatsar, Eslem, Beniskartem, the Ramban and Parshas Emer and Vikra Chav Gimel writes, maybe that's part of Mikra Kodesh. That's how we celebrate every Antif. After all, that the Kol Nesof and the Kadesh Yom Beferhesi Betfila, the Ramban writes that Havening Beferhesi and Yantif is a Dindaraisa, a Dindaraisa. The Primadadim writes the need for a minion and Yantif is a Dindaraisa. Not just simply Tfila, wow. but Tfila Betsibur, Tfila Betsibur, in order to do so. That he writes is a Dindaraisa. He writes, this is the Ramban. He's referring to the Ramban in Parsha Samor. It's not that the Ramban denies the primacy of tefillah. But the Ramban writes, what the Ramban tells us, part of Tariq Mitzvah, is Mitzvah Sebechoyom. In fact, the Mabracha quotes Reb Chaim as being a raya that Nesiyas Kapayim is a Dindaraisa. And Nesiyas Kapayim does not require Yavodas HaMikdash. If Nesiyas Kapayim, even Asana Mikdash is Minatore as well, that must mean that even outside of Karbanos and Avodah, you can have the status of Avodah that would trigger a chiyuv of Nesiyas Kapayim. And that was Rav Chaim's raya, that even the Ramban has to agree that tefillah, of course, is a din daraisa. We can argue about this show, Mitzvah Sesele Yisfalabachayom, but even the Ramban would agree that that kiyum of Avodah Shableif certainly, certainly is indeed a kiyum daraisa in his raya from the case of Nesiyas Kapayim. The fact that tefillah indeed is midaraisa and the Rambam, that means each and every day, maybe that's a yesod that's impactful, even when it comes to birchas kawanin. How do you know it's a mitzvah which is every day, which is every day? 
When you look at the Ramban in Sefer Mitzvah Mitzvah, the Ramban writes, well, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Davin once a year? Davin once in your lifetime? The Ramban writes, that's unreasonable. That's unreasonable. If indeed is a reference to tefillah, the Ramban writes, it's self-evident that it really is considered to be part of the daily, the daily, the daily routine. And therefore, yes, I understand why there's a mitzvah to daven each and every day, min Torah. There's a comment of the Mabit in Kiryas Sefer. He writes, because the Posa continues, it's like eating and drinking, you know what? We can debate how many meals a day you have to have, but part of the daily routine is, is eating, eating and drinking, eating and drinking. A person may have a single meal, two meals, three meals, but the day is invested with an opportunity to eat and drink. The Mavrites and Kriya Sefer. He thinks based on that post that that's why Tefillah is considered to be a daily, a daily routine, a daily routine. There is a comment that the stipler has. I'd urge you to take a look because he discusses this in the concept of Messias Kapayim, the stipler in Brachos and Simen Chafe, where the stipler writes that this is not so unusual that you have a mitzvah and the Torah doesn't tell us how often to perform a mitzvah. What do you do with that? <coughs> I understand if the Torah tells us this is what you should do once a year, I understand, once a week. The Torah gives you a mitzvah, and the frequency of the mitzvah is not described. What exactly does does that mean? The Torah tells us to put on tefillin. How often do you have to put on tefillin? So you know what? The Rover shown him even Lila is on tefillin, right? So the Rambam sheet, But now we assume that Lila midaraisa is on tefillin. So the Torah tells us put on tefillin day, night. Okay, you'll tell me not on Shabbos. Okay, right, that's true. But how often do you have to put on tefillin? You know, I look back at the past week. You know, that was a pretty good week. I had tefillin on five hours, five hours that week. Now, you know, uh, six days a week. Okay, the davening, uh, it's been in where you daven now. Okay, four hours, six hours. That's, uh, right, daven on the summer, it's like six hours. Now, like, Shabbos is an hour. Now, okay, it's uh, six hours this week. So, you know what? Next week, I'm going to say the following, you know. It's Sunday. I'm going to wear tefillin six hours, and that's going to give me a buy until until next Sunday. Now, six hours a week, I wear tefillin. This week and last week. So the Kesem Mishnah is Mefurish. The Kesem Mishnah is found in Perakeh Hukatsisodiyatov. But that's not the fair calculation. That you, It's not just a matter of how often did you wear tefillin, how many minutes, how many hours during a week, during a month, during a year. Why, why is that the litmus test? You have to wear tefillin every day. You have to wear tefillin every day. That's the Kesa Mishnah writes. Maybe one could argue, ideally, that the tefillin is kol hayom, but b'chol yom, once a day, each and every day. That's the mitzvah daraisa of tefillin. And a person can't go a day without, a day without tefillin. Regardless of whether you doubled up the next day because indeed you missed. Well, that's an interesting finish. He writes this based on the Sugyan Shabbos, and that Memphis, the Sugyan Shabbos, and that Kuflamit, Elisha Balkanafayim, that wearing tefillin for a window of time during the day, that is the Ikar Adin. That is the Ikar Adin. That's Mufurishin Kesev Mishnah. Why exactly <laughs> is that true? The start the rights apparently you see a Kiddush. And that's as follows. When you have a mitzvah that's open-ended, the Torah doesn't tell us how often to perform the mitzvah. You know what it means? Minimally. Minimally. It means once a day, each and every day. It means a daily practice, a daily, a daily routine. 
So yes, there's a kiyum mitzvah to and kolayom, but kolayom each and every day, that is part of the requirement, requirement of tefillin. And ain't no doma. A person who puts on tefillin an hour one day, an hour another day, to a person who misses a day and doubles up wearing tefillin for two hours. And added kiyum, absolutely yes. And he writes that this is an important yisod, an important yisod when it comes to mitzvahs generally. That's what the Menchastinach writes when the Menchastinach discusses Nesiyas Kapayim. Because the Sefer Achinach writes, and the Shinayim says, the Sefer Achinach writes that, ooh, there's a chiv and comment upon the Kohanim. Ooh, interesting. The Sefer Achinach frames it, this is a mitzvah on the Kohen. Levarach es Yisrael b'choyom. Right? To give a bracha to Knesset es Yisrael every day, every day. And the Chassinach, where every day? Where do you see it's every day? That's kind of open-ended. The Chassinach already writes that now, you know what, that there is a Chiddush, he writes. He writes a couple of tears, not so simple. You know, he writes that, look, if a Kohen is going to dochen several times during the day, ah, every time he dochens, you know what, ah, that's a Kiyom HaMitzvah. That's a Kiyom HaMitzvah. But a day without Nesiyas Kapayim, he writes that that would be a Bittu HaMitzvah. A day without Kasiyas and Nesiyas Kapayim, and Chasinach writes. He compares it to Tfilin, he compares it to Tzitzis. He writes regarding Tzitzis the following, that just like if a person wears Dalek Kampos all day, ah, that's a Kiyam And if a person doesn't wear a Begir Dalek Kampos, hmm, okay, that's not a Mitzvah, but it's not a Bitola say. But wearing a Begir without Kampos believes Tzitzis, that would be a Bitola say. Well, that's the Menchasinach writes. There are different tiers when it comes to mitzvah tzitzis. You're doing so, it's a kim ha-mitzvah. You don't have a begadal kamphos? Okay. Value neutral. A begadal kamphos belit tzitzis, that's considered to be a bitalese. Even that's not so simple. No, that's a lengthy deal in the, in the Mordechai. The Mordechai. Mordechai menachos. Tough, tough kuf mendalet. Tough, tough kuf mendalet. That's a lengthy deal in the Mordechai. Machlokes, Rebbe Shlomo, and the Ri. Know about is it so obvious that there's an isra of wearing a bag of dal compost to lead tzitzis? Mm-hmm. A person has a bag of dal compost and it's Shabbos, that's the case in the Mordechai. So I can't affix tzitzis, but I say don't wear the bag don't wear the bag Or would I say that, you know what, no, it doesn't matter whether you wear the bag or not. Each way, you're not fulfilling tzitzis. Is there an isra, an isra ladisha? Not so simple. But that's where the Menchasimach begins. Then he broadens out, he says, he thinks the same thing is true when it comes to the duration of Duchen. The Dukhan several times, ah, each one is a Kim HaMitzvah, a Kosev Arachu, a Lahem, that's clear. But if a day goes by without, without, oh, that already he writes constitutes a bit of essay. That's interesting Kiddush, that that requires Nesiyas Kapayim each and every, each and every day. Uh, on what basis indeed is that true? The Kostino compares it to the Mitzvah of Tefillin. I, I would invoke that Kiddush of the Stifler, but the Stifler writes that it's not a Shavu Shavahem of Tefillin, or of tefillah, or of nesiyas kapayim, is that you have like an open-ended mitzvah where the Torah doesn't tell us a time frame. It doesn't tell us a time frame. And therefore, maybe that means that, you know what, this is the routine. This is the routine of Avodah Sashem, of mitzvah sasei, the yispal, of achayon. So the Rambam writes, when the Gemara discusses a particular tefillah, shachris bin chamarev, that's where tefillah is the Rabbanah, the sign of but a day without davening, a day without davening, that really is a din, a din daraisa. That may also be the shita sarambam when it comes to all of the zechiros. Zechiros amalek. You know, there is a mitzvah daraisa of zechiros amalek. And very unclear 
how we fulfill the mitzvahs of Pira Samoy. You know, one of the difficulties with the Tosus, no, Tosus of Rafas, not Yudgimel, no, Tosus and the Gimel, not Yudzayin or Bey, is that Parsha Zach, But you know, one of the difficulties, okay, maybe you need a creamy Tofatzav, these Karim Venas, but once a year, once a year, if this is really the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek, is it so obvious that it's once a year? You know, the, the timing is also an issue. Not simply, how is it that we fill the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek? But if you really assume, Yimamish Mira, Kriyami Tokhaksav, or maybe more than that, so it's enough to do it once a year? Why is that so obvious? Maybe the obvious position should be is that the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek is once a day. If the Torah tells us this is something you should be mindful of, once a year is enough. Maybe it means something to be mindful each and every each and every day. And, and maybe that can be a proof in the opposite direction. And, and therefore, the need to lane the parsha of Zachar cannot be Daraisa, because if the mitzvah is open-ended, it means it's a daily mitzvah, and there's no daily obligation to main parsha zacha, so maybe the raya should flip in the opposite direction entirely. That you know what? That it's clear that that cannot be the mitzvah daraisa. Because if it were, how is it enough that we do so once a year, once a year? And when you look in the Rambam, that's the way it seems. No, the Rambam does not associate at all the mitzvah of zechira samalek with the kriya parsha zacha. The Rambam mentions the mitzvah of zechira samalek in ochos malachim. And the Rambam in Ochos Tefillin discusses the dinam of Kriya Sator and mentions Parsha Zacha as part of the Dala Parshios. And when the Rambam writes the mitzvah of Zechira Samalek, the Rambam writes that it means Bateh, that you should articulate, you should verbalize. And how often do you fulfill the mitzvah? The Rambam writes, Liz Kartamid, always, always. No, that's the start of the rites. No, always means once a day, once a day. There's a mug in Avram. You can take a look and Simon Samach, in Ochos Kriyash, Simon Samach Sikkotan Beis, where the Magen Avram writes, you know what, if you look carefully through Birchos Kriyashma and Kriyashma, you're going to see that there's a reference to all the Zechiras that you find in the Torah. Because every day you should mention these things. So when I say the Kerav Tana, the Kerav Tana is Maman HaSinai, Maman HaSinai. Kodesh Baruch brought us close. That's Maman HaSinai. That the Rabban writes, that is a mitzvah of Zechiras, Maman HaSinai. Ramban writes, it's an Isser to forget. So it means a daily, a daily reminder. So Magyar writes, the Kerav Tanu. Oh, the Shimcha Gadol. You know what Shimcha Gadol is? It's a reference to Zechira Samalek. What does it mean, Shimcha Gadol? Oh, Yalo Keska, Ocham Hashem Bamalek, Midor Dor. It means that, you know what, that Kaviyakal, it's as though that the throne of a Kaddish Baruch Hu is somewhat incomplete. Someone's diminished because there isn't that universal recognition of Hashkacha Sashem. So therefore, the Shimcha Gadol, we doubt that Hakadosh Baruch Hu should be. That's a reference to Zechira Samalek. The Magen writes, have that in mind right before Kriyashma. And many have the practice of after davening every day, they'll recite now all the Zechiras, all the Zechiras, because maybe this is a regular, a regular obligation, part of the daily routine, part of that element of avoda. So it's a stunning chiddush that to assume when you have mitzvahs that are open-ended, open-ended, that you know what, maybe it means that minimally once a day, each and every day, and even though there is a broader kingdom, right, of beyond, beyond that which minimally is indeed 
necessary. Maybe that's true when it comes to the elements of Nesias Kapayim, Nesias Kapayim as well. Hmm. Let's say for Hachim Achrahites that it's a mitzvah to do so each and every day. This is something that uh, uh, driving around told you discussed. Uh, whose chiv exactly is it when it comes to Berachas Kohenim? A mitzvah on the coin that really is clear, but a fast in any deen. Now, what is the role of the role of the Yisrael in Berachas Kohenim? Uh, to what extent is he uh, obligated? Obligated in? It's a fascinating, a fascinating uh, initiative. I think the standard marmakomos are. Uh, you know, the Ritzvah is Mufurish, in Sukkadach Lamad Aleph, right? uh, that there's a Chiyuv on the Kohen, there is no Chiyuv on the Yisrael, and that's why the Ritzvah is bothered. Why can a Kohen go from place to place to place in Dukin? Why isn't that an Yisrael Baltosif? And that's the Raya of the Ritzvah, that repetition of the Mitzvah is not Baltosif. You're not altering the Mitzvah, but you're repeating a Mitzvah, and repeating a Mitzvah is not considered to be Baltosif. Right, uh, the Sefer Haredim, right, from Perik Dalit, who seems to indicate, yes, that it's a chivim coming to Pan Yisrael, right, maybe a raivit in the Tamid, speaks about Yitzia Sidei Chovaso of the Yisrael. Yisrael indeed is Vinyotse, it's a fascinating, fascinating possibility. Right, uh, the Dvar of Ram has a piece, which is that you take a look at Sinan Lamadal. If you saw that, the Dvar of Ram kind of. Uh, Narrows that even according to the Haredim, that they're not two equal chiyuv. The chiyuv really is upon the, the Kohen, and the Kohen has to go out of his way, out of his way, in order to uh, see to it that he gives a bracha to Kal Yisrael. And B'nai Yisrael, who are privy to that, that is their mitzvah, but it doesn't mean that there's a chiyuv that they have to seek out dominion for Birchas Kohen. Uh, the Dorah Ram has that lengthy, that lengthy piece. Uh, I'll tell you what I think is uh, a beautiful diuk in the, in the Rambam. Uh, it's not so clear when you look in the Rambam to what extent Birkas Kohanim is one or it's another. But I'll tell you the following. I think it's uh, uh, just a fascinating, fascinating deal. Uh, take a look at the Rambam and the Sefer Mitzvahs. The Rambam, toward the beginning, toward the beginning of the Sefer Mitzvahs, let's start with Mitzvahs and And take a look at the next 20 Mitzvahs in the Rambam. The next 20 Mitzvahs in the Rambam. The Rambam describes all the obligations that are coming upon the Kohen and all the mitzvahs that the Levi has. Chiyuvman the Kohen, the Chiyuvman the Levi. There's so many. There's so many. Okay. It's the Rambam. Just list them all. So I'll tell you what I think is a fascinating deal. If you were to ask me, that which the Kohen does, what exactly is his role? What exactly is his role? You know what I would suggest? That a Kohen has a dual role. I don't mean to use these terms like uh, yeah, so literally, but the Gemara does discuss, you know, is a coin shluchi derachmana, is a coin shluchi didan. To what extent, when a coin does something, does he represent the evil? To what extent, when the coin does something, is this is his personal mitzvah? This is Kadosh Baruch Hu said to the coin, this is what you should do. And I would tell you, you know what? It's not uh, all or nothing. It really depends. There are certain mitzvahs where the Torah is addressing the coin. They're addressing the Kohen. There are other mitzvahs where I will tell you the following, that you know what the Torah is addressing? All of Kali All of Kali This is what Kali has to do. And in some of those cases, you know what? It's true that we discharge our obligation through the Kohen. But I would tell you, in essence, it's a chiv on the entire tzibu. 
It's a chiv on the entire tzibu. You know, I'll give you an example. The Rambam has the mitzvah of Shmira Samikdash. Shmira Samikdash. You know, in Parshas Korach, the Torah tells us, now, make sure you preserve the Kedusha Samikdash. Look what happened in Parshas Korach. Now, look what happened. Now, make sure that you preserve, that you cherish, that you revere the Makkah Mikdash. When the Rambam describes the mitzvah, the Rambam writes, Lagadal, Lechabdal, Romamol. You have to revere. You have to revere the Makkah Mikdash. So it shouldn't be left unguarded. It, it shouldn't be empty. You know, if some place isn't so important to you, you can let it be abandoned. No. The Mikdash Hashem. The Mikdash Hashem. What do you mean that you have to cherish it? How indeed do you cherish it? So you know what the Rambam writes? By having Shomrin. You have guards. Yeah, you have so many guards now. The Mishnayas and Tamil, the Mishnayas and Midas now. Scores of guards now who are, who are guarding. Because it's, it's not just simply the Rambam writes because of Pachat. It's not that I'm afraid that somebody may inappropriately enter the Mikdash Hashem. No, the Rambam writes, it's Kavod HaMikdash. That's the language that the Rambam uses. We revere. I'll ask you the following. How do I demonstrate my reverence for the Mikdash Hashem? Well, have Shomrim. Who are the Shomrim? Who are the Shomrim? You know, sometimes you need a Shomer. You know, it can be minimum wage, you know? Minimum wage. You know, okay, you know. If I want to demonstrate that, you know, that with God, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to appoint the Shomer Nishmeras all know it as being like the finest, the absolute finest, no? You know, it, it's going to be like a minimum wage. It, it's going to be the Kohen, it's going to be the Levine. Right? Those who represent the highest level of Gedusha, they're going to be ones that are Shomim Yishmer, and, and Kachava. That's exactly the point. The Rambam writes, you demonstrate the Kavod that you have for Mishkan Beis by having Shevet Levi, the Konim Levim of the Shomim Yishmer, I'll give you like a, another example. Nesiyah Sarum. Carrying the Aram. The Rambam writes, Nesiyah Sarum is an example where you have to revere the Aram. You know, you don't just put an Aram on an Agala on a wagon, you transport it. You know, that the care that should be involved in carrying an Aram, the carrying an Aram. So, who do you think carries the Aram? So you know what the Rambam writes, no? Who carries the Aram? The finest that we have. Who are the finest that we have? You know what the Rambam writes, a Kiddush, no? The Rambam writes, well, I'll tell you. In earlier times, there weren't very many Kohanim. Oh, so that's why the Rambam writes in Parshas Nasa that the Levine were told to carry the Aram. But the Rambam writes that ultimately, though, it wasn't the Levine, it was the Kohanim. The Kohanim. The Mitzvah, the Doros of Messiah, Sarnas, the Mitzvah, and the Kohanim. You know, the Ramban writes that, you know, the Rambam writes in Sefer Mitzvahs, in Shoresh Gimel, Chalil Shatishtana Mitzvah Mitzvahs. How can that be? A Mitzvah changed. Originally it was Levim, and now it became the Kohanim. How can that be? You know what I'll tell you the Rambam Shit is? That Klal Yisrael is obligated to see to it that the Aron is carried reverentially. Bidera Kavo. What's Bidera Kavo? You know what the answer is? <laughs> the brightest and the best. Now, the best representatives. So the Rambam writes very simply that, you know what? In early times, in the Chumash, they didn't have enough Kohanim. So Levim used to do so. But when the Kohanim developed as a shave, it now became the... That wasn't really a change in the mitzvah. That wasn't a change in the mitzvah. The mitzvah is Bakasif Yisrael. 
to carry the Aron tenderly, reverentially, the Derekavot. And, and who are the Nosei Aron? You know, the answer is, is that whoever we have that represents the highest level of Kedusha, they will be the ones who do so. That's the Rabbi Shita. So I'll tell you, there's something in common of Nesiyah Sa'aron and Shmir Samikdash. You know what that is? That this isn't something that's only relevant to the corner. This is something that all Kali Yisrael has to do. Kali has to show reverence for the Makam Mikdash. Kali Yisrael has to show esteem for the Aron. And the way we do so is by having the Mikdash Hashem guarded by Shevet Levi, having the Aron carried by the Kornim and the Levian. If I were to ask you, is that like Kiddush Adonai line? This is a mitzvah which is Mutelas al Hakohen. I would say not really. Kiddush Adonai is a personal mitzvah that the Kohen has. He's going to enter the mikdash. He's going to do avoda. He has to make sure that he has Torah Sayyidayim. So the Torah tells the Kohen as an individual, as a persona. Now, guess what? Kiddush Adonai Nesiyas Aron, Shmiras Hamikdash. You know what? That I would tell you speaks to all of Klai Yisrael. You know what? If the Aron would not be carried properly, if we would just kind of put it on a wagon, you know what? Who would be guilty? Who would be indicted? You know what I would suggest? The Kaddish Baruch Hu would be critical of all of Klai Yisrael, not just simply of the Kohen. Of the Kohen, that's like our our task. How something is guarded, how something is carried, how something is transported is a reflection of the value, the value of the of the tzibur itself, you know? You go to England, I don't know, you see the changing of the guard, you know? Whatever it is. But one thing is clear. They consider this to be a makam chasha. No? This is a ceremony. It's not just simply shmira, no? This is a ceremony. This is a place that they, and they demonstrate it by how it is that it's guarded, how it is that it's watched. Lahamdu, that's true when it comes to shmira samiklash as well. So I think that's a common link between the siyasara <coughs> It's not about the calling. It's about the role of all of clients, all clients. I think that's clear. And I once gave a shear about Sidor Lechem Apani. Sidor Lechem Apani. You know, every Shabbos, they take off the old Lechem Apani. They put on the new Lechem Apani. Sidor Lechem Apani is an avoda. It's an avoda. That's clear. No, that's an avoda. But, you know, it's interesting. Siddur is not only mentioned once in the Chumash, no? It's mentioned in Parsis Emor. That that's the parsha of the Avodah Salechem. It tells you all the details of Lech Ha'aponim, that's clear. But, you know, it's interesting that the Siddur Lech Ha'aponim is also mentioned in Parsha Shtruma, where the Torah is not discussing Avodah at all. You know what the Torah is discussing? Asiyah Sashulchan. You have to build the Besamikdash. You have to build a Mishkan. And the Rambam writes, part of that mitzvah is also the Kalim. And one of the Kalim is the Shulchan. And you know what? You have to have the Siddur Lechem Apanim. So the Rambam emphasizes the mitzvah of Siddur Lechem Apanim. <laughs> the the Rivet is Masig. Now, why only Siddur Lechem Apanim? What, what about the Achilas Lechem Apanim? What about the Haktoras Habazichim? Now, the Levona? No? That's the right of his gosh. Why does the Rambam write Cedar Lechem Apanim? Cedar Lechem Apanim. You know what I'll tell you is a Kiddush. That Achilas Lechem Apanim is part of the mitzvah of Achilas Amarachos. And the Haktar of Lulon is part of the mitzvah of Haktar of Samarachos. 
But there's something unusual about Sidur Lechamapani. That the Ramah has is a separate mitzvah. Sidur Lechamapani. You know what I'll tell you in a word? That Sidur Lechamapani is not only Midine Avoda. Sidur Lechamapani is Midine Hashulchan. Midine Hashulchan. Meaning, the Shulchan is incomplete without Lechamapani. <coughs> the role of the Shulchan is to serve the Lechamapani. Yeah, the Ramban wax so poetically in Parshish Truma. You know, the Lecham HaPanim represents the fact that Kadesh Baruch Hu sustains the world. Right? And therefore, the Shefa Bracha of everything that Kadesh Baruch Hu gives us in terms of food and sustenance comes from Lecham HaPanim. It's not just Midine Avoda, it's Midine HaShulchan. It's as though if the Torah tells us you have to create a Shulchan, Sidor Lechem is part of that. Wow. That's why it's not only in Parsha Zem or the Parsha of Oda, it's in Parsha Truma, which is the Parsha of Binyan, Binyan, the Cedar Halacha, the Cedar Halacha. That's having where the Rambam has that as the mitzvah, the special mitzvah realized of Cedar, of Cedar, Lechem Apanim. There is Yerushalmi in Perak Lav Masech Shkalim. Yerushalmi writes that, let's say you don't have any new Lechem Apanim. You're not allowed to remove the old lechamapanim. But what do you mean? I have a mitzvah today of offering the lechamapanim. I can't do tomorrow's mitzvah. Okay, but why? You know what's clearly Yerushalmi? This is the hour of the Rogesh, you know? That Sidra lechem, according to Yerushalmi, must be dinah shulchan. The shulchan cannot be without lechamapanim. So if you don't have a replacement, you can't remove the old. It's like the shulchan is chasen. The shulchan is chasen. That's like a shir that I once gave with many other eyes. That cedar lechem upon him is midine hashulchan. It's not just midine, midine avon. What does it have to do with uh, us exactly? <laughs> I think this. I think when you look in that Ram and say says, the Ram describes all of the obligations that the coin has. Wow, uh, twenty mitzvahs. All of the coin has. So I'll tell you this deal. Whenever the Rambam begins a mitzvah, the Rambam tells the audience, who is the mitzvah speaking to? Who is the mitzvah speaking to? Wow. So you ready? Half the time, the Rambam writes, Nitztav lo'akonim. Nitztav lo'akonim. Nitztav lo'akonim. Nitztav lo'akonim. Half the time, you know what the Rambam writes? Tzivonim. That, I think, is a very heavy deal. No? The Rambam begins the mitzvah by telling us who's the audience, who is the Torah speaking to. Half the time, the Rambam writes, the Torah commands the Kohanim. And half the time, the Rambam writes, the Torah commands us. I think that's a significant difference. Nitzavu HaKohanim as opposed to Tzivanu. You know what Nitzavu HaKohanim means? The Kohen is obligated. You know what Tzivanu means? Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael is obligated. The Rambam is speaking about mitzvahs that are only performed by the Kohen of Levi. But nonetheless, the Rambam writes, Tzivanu, Tzivanu. Oh, I'll tell you, that's exactly the breakdown. There are certain things that the Kohen does as a Kohen, as a Kohen individually. The Rambam writes, Nisav Kohen. There are certain things that the Rambam writes, Kohen, a Kohen is like the Shluchi Didan. He's our Shliach, but this is Klai Yisrael. This is Klai Yisrael. So uh, I'll let you fill in the gaps, no? So take a look, take a look after the Shina, the Rambam and Sefer Vincent. Well, so, of course, when it comes to Kiddush and Avraham, you know, the Rambam writes, Nistavu HaKonim, Nistavu HaKonim. 
and I'm, I'm not biased, but when it comes to Sidu Lechem Apanim, Rambam writes, Sivanu, Sivanu, Sivanu. I don't dare touch the Lechem Apanim. That's not my mitzvah. No, it is my mitzvah. No? You know why that's true? Because the Sidu Lechem Apanim is Midine HaShulchan. Midine HaShulchan, the Rambam writes, is also the Mikdash, Veshachanti, Vesalcham, that's a chiv, and all of Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael has to see to it that. Klal Yisrael has to see to it that. And what would you say about uh, Shmir Samikdash? Guess what? The Rambam writes, Sivanu, not Yitzhavu HaKonim. It, it's true that the Konim are the ones who are the Shemikdash Hashem, but you know what? That's our Shliach. That's our Shliach. We have a Chiyuv of Lagaba Lacharom. person has a mindset that I'm detached from Mikdash Hashem. Can't be. Can't be. No? But that's our, that's our Chiyuv. And, and the one who discharges the obligation is right, the Konim. But as Shluchi Didan, when it comes to the CSM, the Ramites, of course, uh, of course, Sivanu, no? That, you know what? That we're obligated to carry the Aram, the Derekavot, the God Vacham Ramamo. How do we do that? By having the Kohen, being the, the Nosi Aram. But it's not a mitzvah, Mutelis Ahakohen. It's a Choves Hatzibor, Allah Kal Yisrael. I think that breakdown is uh, is very, very significant, no? And, uh, I've run that by a number of people. They, uh, they're all masking. <laughs> but, uh, I think it's a, I think it's a very, very like uh, heavy deal, heavy deal. And, and when it comes to Nisias Kafayim, I think that's really important. No? The, this whole issue, you know, how would the Rambam, mm, Rambam Nistavu Akoni, Nistavu Akoni, not Siva, not Siva. Uh, I think that's the wrong mukhakas that the Rambam will hold like the ritual against the Haredi. And in terms of that, that's Reb Chaim. didn't quote this as a riot. Rakhayim assumed that the Rambam Shita is it's only a chiv on the coin. There's no chiv in terms of the mitzvah. Maybe a level of Nisayaya. Rakhayim is the cheftesh of mitzvah. Rakhayim supposedly told his father that he slave was a young boy. That after Dukhaning, he says, I now know what it feels like to be a lulu. <laughs> he said, as a young boy. A cheftesh of mitzvah. A cheftesh of mitzvah for Nisayas Kabayim. It's a. Uh, you know, like, uh, not as opposed to that the, the mitzvah is uh, is a joint one in that uh, in that sense. But I think this is a riot, no? But it's Tavo Akoni, That's important. It's not like the twofold tafke that a coin has, that a lady has. I'll go a step further and I'll tell you that, you know what? That it's not only Lo Sheva Levi Bovan. You know, each one of us plays uh, an important dual role, you know? There's certain chiyuvim, obviously, we have, you know, individually, individually. This is my mitzvah. But what you have to recognize is the role that the Torah play in terms of the Kedusha Satsimah. We represent the Rekhatsibarov of Kali Yisrael. It's finest and it's finest. <coughs> I mean, everything that we do, you know, it's not only done in terms of a personal, a personal kiyum. Everything that we do is something that reverberates right, and impacts on all of Knesset Yisrael. The incredible Isaac as I mentioned earlier, the Koakatfila. Like these are things that are not just simply personal chiyuvim, but these are things that are indicating of an incredible, an incredible relationship between Knesset Yisrael and uh, Kadosh Baruch. That's something that you always have to look for. It's not only about the Kiyama Mitzvah, of course, that's paramount. But about, about a relationship, about a relationship between Knesset and Kadesh Baruch that's manifest in Eisach Torah, that's manifest in terms of Shmir HaMitzvah, that, that's our unique, our unique source, the relationship that we have 
with the Torah session with uh, with Kaddish Baruch Hu. It was past Shabbos. I was uh, I pointed out that it's a magnificent Ramban, Ramban Achizkuni, that there's an incredible relationship between Kaddish Baruch Hu and Knesset Yisrael that's manifest on Shabbos. On Shabbos, no? Shabbos is the manifestation of the Ramban already writes. You know, it's one of those uh, pieces in the Ramban that artists refuses to translate. They're like, uh, <laughs> the Ramban writes, take a look, right? uh, the Ramban writes, when it comes to every carbon musa, a carbon musa is always lachater. It's always referred to as a carbon chata. When it comes to Shabbos, there's no mention of kapara. There's no mention of a, of a chata as well. Uh, that's the Ramban. Ramban writes, because Shabbos doesn't require a carbon to be mechaper, because the uniqueness of Shabbos is the relationship of Bazuga that we have with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and, and that itself speaks lines, a relationship that doesn't require, doesn't require in a certain sense, just having a carbon, a carbon. That's what the Ramban writes. There's a chizkuni also, and the chizkuni is in Pasuk Yud, the Ramban is in Pasuk Beis, chizkuni is in Pasuk Yud, but take a look at that. The Chizkuni writes that, you know, that if you need a carbon to be machaper and every yante, so how can you go without a carbon? <coughs> so you know what? If you don't have a Lesa you have to have a maftir. No? You have to mention the carbon. Because if you can't offer a carbon, you have to recite the Parsha Sakarban. So in every yante, if you mention the Parsha Sakarban, no? Every yante. Why not on Shabbos? Why not on Shabbos? That's the Chizkuni's kasha. Maftir, every Shabbos should be Parsha Spinchas. Uh, it'd be a challenge with the Haftorahs. No, but every Shabbos, the Mavdish Parsha Pinchas, and that's exactly this answer. That you, you need it on Yantav because the carbon is Mechaper, but not on Shabbos. Uh, on Shabbos, the Shabbos itself is an indicator of our unique relationship with the Kaddish and, and therefore, it doesn't require, doesn't require the carbon. So therefore, if you don't have some English, you don't have to engage in the Amira Saparsha, the Chizkunis Mufurish. Take a look at those uh, those two makaros, Chavches Beis and Chavches Yud, Ramban and uh, and the Chizkuni. I'll tell you that the fact that this is true, I think, is is clear. On Shabbos, we always stress in Kiddush, in Davening, the Midas Avi, Biavavaratza, That's what Shabbos is. If it's Yantif, Yantif Shmonesre. If it's Yantiv Shechalios Shabbos, all of a sudden you have to mention the Ava, no? You have to insert the word Ava, no? I'll ask you a very simple question. What's the source? Where do you see that that's true? About the Midas Ava that is indicated in Shabbos? What is the Malka? And why? Why is that true? And why indeed is that true? Why is that true? So in terms of what is the Malka, that Shabbos Nava, it, it makes sense, it resonates, no? Isn't that clear? Oh, that Ramban, the Chizkuni. But what exactly, what exactly is the Makkah? I'll give you a couple of examples, no? You know, you look in Parshish Leich Lecha, the Torah describes the relationship between Avraham Avinu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The Etnavis, the Etnavis. You know what Rashi writes in Parshish Leich Lecha? Riz Shel Av. Riz Shel Av. I'll ask you the same question, no? What's the Makkah? What's the Makkah? Yeah, I, I assume if it's a bris with a Ramavino, it probably is the meat of Ava, but where do you see that's true? Vetna bris in Rashad's special Ava. 
let's say Tchilas Nusach and Rosh Hashanah, you say regarding Noah, Biava, Biava Zachart, Biava Zachart. What's the Malka? How do you know Biava? It says in the Parsha Biava. I assume that you know if Hakadosh Baruch Hu saved Noah, there was an element of Ava. But is there any more direct Malka? Biava Zachart. I'll tell you what I think is the more cynical Malka. Cynical Malka. Avram Avinu wants to purchase the Maras Machpelah, right? So he has to negotiate with Ephron Achiti, you know? You know what Ephron Achiti says? Money, money. Abami el shekel kesef. You know what Rashi writes? Ben shnei ohavim kamon. You know, what difference does money make between the two of us who have this relationship of Ava? That's what Ephron said to Avram Avinu. Now, you know what? Uh, people who all have a shared Ava, they, they negotiate dollars and cents, you nickel and dime them, you know? I'll ask you simply, what's the market? What's the market? What, what is there any common denominator between Shabbos, Avram, Noah, and Ephraim? Is there any common denominator where the answer is Ava? Ava. So you know what I'll tell you? I, I think I think the market is clear. I think the market is clear. You know, oh, the Shabbos is Kriya Satar, no? Parshas Matil, Safar Sadarin. Abal has already made for Nidra all Nadarim? Not, no, not all Nadarim, no? Some Nadarim? Certain Nadarim could be Nidre Inui, okay? Otherwise, what's another category of Nadarim? That the Baal has the right to Mayfair? Dvarim? Shebeino Beina. Beino Beina. You know what that means, Ron Shebeino Beina? It means something about a precious, a cherished relationship. Relationship. Issues. Dvarim Shebeino Beina. An intimate relationship. Avram Shebeno Bina. I think that's the secret. That's the secret. That Dvaram Shebeno Bina means Amidavava. It speaks about not just an act, it speaks about a a relationship. Relationship, no? I think that's the answer, no? Parshas Lechel, Tharagan Avram Bina. That Nabrisi? How does the passage continue? That Nabrisi? When it comes to Noah, isn't that clear as well? No? The Torah says, Ah, during the Mabal, I'm corresponding with Noah, that's our Tfilah. That's somewhat cynical, no? That was the argument of, of Ephraim. Because that's what Benil Ben means. A, a relationship. A relationship between uh, a closeness. A closeness. And Shabbos is not obvious, no? Kiosi Benil Benechem. Benil Ben Yisrael Osi Leola. Shabbos is Benil Ben. So you know what? Whenever you find the words Benil Ben, you know what that means? Alva, Alva. It means a cherished, a cherished relationship, a cherished relationship, and that's true when it comes to when it comes to Shabbos. And why is that true? Uh, I would suggest the Sikhin Beis and Tezayin, where the Gemara says, you know, there's something unusual about Shabbos. You know, if I were to ask you why is it that Yamtiv was not given to the Umos Olam, I think that would be obvious. You know, why in the world would the Mitzrim celebrate Pesach? No, why would the Umos Olam celebrate Sukkot? Like this is about us, no? 
Why would they be celebrating Yom Kippur? What about Shabbos? If Shabbos is Kishesh Yamin, you know what I would tell you? There's nothing more universal than Shabbos. Riyash Shemayim Varetz. I would have thought that, you know, Shabbos should be something which is an institution that everyone is obligated to. And exactly the opposite. The Benoach is not allowed to be Shabbos. You know what the Gemara writes in Beit? There's something usual about Shabbos. Shabbos is a matanatov. It was given b'tzina. Shabbos is a gift. Because I would say the starting point, the default position is, is that Shabbos should have been universal. And the fact that it's ours, it was gifted to us. It was gifted to us. And what do you see was given to us? The Broncos, the Pasuk. Because they knew that the name of You know? That was the matanatov. And that's the midavav. Where even though I could have said that, you know what, maybe the default, the muskarisham, the starting point is, is that it should not be uniquely ours, but a Baruch above and beyond. Because that, I'll tell you, is the real meat of Allah. You know, my Shabbos is Kriya Sator, and Parshish Tenkhas, yeah. All the Karbanos Aregel, right, a Karban that you must bring, and the very end of the Parshish, but don't forget Nidarim and the Devils. Don't forget the optional covenants. The optional covenants. Now, ask you a very simple question. You know what? I understand the need for a carbon chova, a carbon chova. The Torah says you must. But what about nidarim and nidavos? Or I'll ask you a, a broader question. A broader question. Why are there certain partials in the Torah that there's no chiv at all? There's no chiv at all. We discussed what exactly is the chiyuv of tefillin and asiyas and, and tefillah. You know what you'll tell me? All right, maybe there is a base level of chiyuv, but above and beyond, above and beyond. It's so unusual that the Torah creates above and beyond. It's not just only that there's you must and one dare not, but you know what? There's something that we call opportunities. You can have a partial chumash like nazir, where you don't have to become a Nazir, but there's an opportunity to become a Nazir. You can have a mitzvah like a precious Shumas and Isis, where you know what? When it comes to a precious Shuma, if you want to partake, must you be mafresh? The answer is yes. How much? You know what the answer is? One grain. But it's up to you. It's up to you to give what you desire. Minimally. One grain is sufficient. Why does the Torah have built into it mili dirishos? When it comes to tefillah, chazawar koveya, narad Yeshua, shachris mincha chovet tefillah sarvus zerushos. Why? You know, in all these cases, if it's really important, let the Torah demand. And, and if it's not so important, so why is it considered to be included in the Torah Hashem? So the start, the rights, an important chiddush. Take a look at Derech Hasparetz, the very beginning of Sefer The start, the rights, an important, important yisur. The Torah wants us to develop avas Hashem. And how do you develop Ava? How do you manifest Ava? How do you demonstrate Ava? You know what the answer is? By overreaching. By doing that which is above and beyond. Above and beyond. If a person only does that which he's obligated to do, nothing more, nothing more. Of course, I believe in Sarnonish. So I realize I have to do this and I can't do that. That's my Vodash Hashem. I must and I dare not. You know what? It may be that, you know, you're fulfilling the Shura Sadin, but that's a manifestation of Ava. A manifestation of Ava. 
Imagine a husband and wife will say, I'm only going to do that which is absolutely necessary and not a drop more, not a drop more. A parent will say regarding their child, I'm only going to do that which is vital and nothing more. You see, there's something lacking here in an essential relationship. Amidas Ava. Ava, by definition, means that you overreach. You overreach above and beyond. So that's what the Torah has to contain, opportunities to overreach. You know what? You're going to go to the Nesam English. Good, you have to bring a carbon hafiz. But you have an opportunity to bring Nedarma Nedalos. And all of a sudden I see, you know, that my chavra is being done with us. And I ask him, why are you doing that? You don't have to. The answer is, is I'm bringing a carbon because I have to. I'm bringing a carbon because it's a privilege, because it's an opportunity. You see a person is davening married, even though technically, to us, obviously, it's rishos. He's going to take tefillah is only an imperative, an obligation, built into the mitzvah of. There are opportunities as well. And, and therefore... That's the greatest manifestation of Ava, when you overreach, when you go above and beyond. Avram Avinu was called Avram Ohavin, no? The Oev Hashem, Yom HaChavches. Avram Avinu was Mekayim Kalatarukula Kodam Shnitna, even without a chiyuv. But Avram Avinu performed. That's what the Mina Saba is. If that Kamar tells us, you know what, that HaKadosh Baruch could have been justified in not giving a Shabbos. But giving it to the Masa'olam because Kishesh Yamin. But he gave it to us. It's a Matana Tova. But guess what? That's the greatest manifestation of the Mida of Ava. Of and therefore on Shabbos, the Ava Baratzam. And therefore, if it's the Yantish Chalice of Shabbos, make sure you mention the, the Kiddush of Shabbos, that Mida of Ava. That I will tell you is one of the most important lessons for B'nai Tova. Opportunities to overreach. Opportunities to overreach. You have to focus, no doubt, on the expectations. The surest have been. This is what you must do. But realize that Vodas Hashem is not only about what you must do. It's about the privilege that you have in order to go above and beyond, above and beyond. And that will tell you that the more that you can do that, the more you'll develop in yourselves an incredible sense of Amas Hashem. And you see how impactful that will be, not only on the Mila Dirishus, but you know what? It's going to impact even on any chiyuv that you have, because you're going to approach and observe the chiyuv differently when it is based on that element of Amida Sa'ava, when a person is overreaching, to see to it that everything you do in life is an opportunity to become closer and closer to Karish and to do so Baratza. I'll tell you, I think that links many of these examples that you can have mitzvahs where, you know what, there can be a baseline, there can be a minimum shear, whether it's uh, a tzitzis, or whether it's tefillin, or whether it's davening, whether it's a chiras amalek, or, or whether it's nesias kapayim. But realize that kinun daraisa, above and beyond, above and beyond the technical, the technical, chiyuv, their obligations, but they're also expectations that the, that the Torah has. And, uh, you know, you're fortunate. As B'nai Yeshiva, the bar is raised. And we demand a lot of you in terms of what the expectations are, expectations in terms of your learning, expectations in terms of uh, your chazara. You have to constantly, constantly chaza that which you learn over and over and over and over again. No? If you're not going to chaza your learning time and time and time and time again, you're, you're not going to remember it. You're not going to remember your learning. No? 
There's no, there's no like magic pill. Look, you want to know you're learning. Chazer time and time and time and time again. Not enough to chazer two or three or four times. Time and time and time and time again. Look, you remember your bar mitzvah? Maybe not so long ago. No? So you're Americans, no? <laughs> you lame your bar mitzvah? How many times did you chaz your lame? No? Three times? Four times? You'd be a fool if you chaz your lame three or four times. No? You would have gotten up there and you would have, you know? Is an exaggeration to say you're learning a hundred times? No? Would I be exaggerating? Probably not, no. You're probably chazer. You really wanted to know it. You wanted to get there and really, really, you know, do a good job. And you realize that means you had to chazer a hundred. So that's incredible. You started your life as a barchiva, chazering something a hundred times. No? And all of a sudden now you start learning, learning very seriously. So you know what? Chazer a hundred times. Like, until overcome comes part of your time. I can't do that. When you can't do that, you did that when you were a bar mitzvah, no? So guess what? So these two gears that you're learning, that's your bar mitzvah parasha no, for the summer. Now you have to chazer and chazer and see to it that uh, it becomes absolutely part of you. You know that uh, that's the type of overreaching that we expect. Byron, you know, we expect you to uh, to overreach and making the Torah Hashem part of part of who you are. You have incredible, incredible opportunities. I urge you, urge you. Take advantage of them. As I mentioned in the earlier shiur, don't forget to be mispala. That combination of your amelos, your mishtados, and your kol hatfila, that is the recipe, the recipe, I guarantee it, not the recipe for success. They were needed that time. Pablo Allah See to it that you take learning as seriously as you can. As every aspect of Odessa Shem, and incessantly daven takadosh baruch hu for siyata deshmaya, and you'll experience incredible, incredible hatslacha in life, in learning, in all aspects of Odessa Shem. Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. I think.